Welcome to DC 360, a chance and an opportunity for us to look at quality of life and what it means to be a parent, a partner, and a human being. Thanks for following me on this journey through this thing called life where we get an opportunity to grow stronger together. Welcome back, my friends, to this journey of self-discovery. Another week is in the books, and I'm not just wondering what you got done, but what did you see about yourself over the last week? Anything impactful? If so, Send me a DM, send me a message, and let me know. I want to know what's going on in your world. And something that's really, really sitting wonderfully with me currently is I was reading the book, The Space Within by Michael Neal, and there's a chapter on being yourself. You know, that's what I, I love is personal development, self-discovery. Some would call me a personal development junkie. Um, but that's okay, right? Like, I realize I'm not a junkie. I realize I'm a connoisseur of personal development, right? So self-discovery, what I saw in this one chapter, it was called One Truth, Two Questions, Three Principles. And the one truth that each and every one of us is always searching after, if you just want me to be as real as I can be with you is from this book, he says that we are all looking for, um, all we want is to come alive to our experience of life. He talks about all we want as human beings is to come alive to our experience of life. And I, and I, I track with that quite well because more than anything, I don't want life to be good, right? Like I don't want it to be bad. Because that's the same thing in a lot of instances. A lot of things that I think are bad are actually learning lessons that I would not have been able to learn otherwise. And that's not just true for me. It's when I look at my kids and it's when I look at anybody else. It's like failure is almost the entryway to success. In fact, it may be the entryway to success. But what if they're the same thing, failure and success? What if those are the same thing? What if true success is failure? What if true failure is success? Like how would life change and switch and mold if that was the case? But let me get back to it. The two questions that we have are, do you know where your experience is coming from? And then the second one is, do you know your God? And I get if you don't want to use the word God. I get that. Um, I get if you have some sort of negative experience with God. But I'll just be honest with you. I don't see God as the traditional thing that we've looked at in Western society. Like I grew up in the church of Christ. I believed when I was growing up that if you played instruments inside of your church, you were likely going to hell. 
Now, as an adult, I see how that may have put me on in my own mental hell, right? My own space. But that's not that's neither here nor there. When I use the word God now, it's not the crappy thing that a lot of us were raised with. It's not it's not that, you know, I don't know. I look at God as whatever a you believe God to be. So whatever you believe God to be, that's who I want you to think about in this conversation. But I'm willing to use any other word like the universe, love. Do you know that you're loved? Do you know that you're this universe? Do you know that you are so much more than just who you think you are? That's what's important, right, is the word God specifically has a lot of different meanings. And a lot of my friends have told me about who they see as God and why they don't believe in him. And I'm like, I wouldn't believe in that guy either. Right. But there's a different there's a different vibe that I'm that we're talking about when we use that word. So in search of truth. We could use love. We could use truth. We could use just about any word, right? So in the book, he talks about, do you know your God? And then he talks about the three principles, right? So I'll tell you what they are, and then, like, we'll go from there. There's mind, consciousness, and thought. Mind is the universal mind, so God, essentially, right? And then consciousness is my awareness that I am here on this earth and I, I can move and I can groove and then I'm aware that I'm, I can move and I can groove. It's consciousness. And then thought is my own personal habituated patterns of thinking. So... What happens in there is whenever I get caught up in my own habituated patterns of thinking, my consciousness gets cloudy and I can no longer hear or sense what is coming through from that greater universal mind. Now, the greater universal mind, we're always surrounded in it, whether we know it or not. But what's cool is when we're, when we're connected with it and we know it, there's a certain flow and ease that comes to life. And that's what we've talked about in a lot of our podcasts. I'm just actually putting a little bit of the philosophy, the, a little bit of the framework behind it. Right? So like now that we have a basic framework, let's go back to that one truth. The experience of wanting to come alive to life. Like if that's what you're after, this is the podcast for you. Because coming alive to the experience of life is recognizing, and this is for me, recognizing that at each step and at each interval in the game, we have this unique opportunity to come alive and that coming alive is a process of waking up on different levels in different stages right like and as we wake up 
to more and more bits of life, we're aware our consciousness starts to shine through and we, 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 are, we are in contact with that relation. Life becomes lighter. You know, we talked about on previous podcasts, we're not looking to be lighthearted. We are looking to have a light heart. That is almost as if we were levitating through life. It's almost a process of moving through life with such ease that when something negative does occur, we're not looking at it as a negative. A negative. We're looking at it from the standpoint or the viewpoint of that. Who are we? And that's God. That's love. That's truth. That's the you. Whatever it is that you want to use, we're going to go with God, right? Like, I'm going to go with God. And the reason why I'm going with God is because, like, although we could feel kind of differently about it, like, I do believe that there is something out there, a greater mind, that we are all connected and a part of, right? And irregardless of my belief, this looks to me how it works. It looks like when we get out of our own way, solutions find their way to us. Almost effortlessly. It was almost as if I'm asleep when I'm habitually thinking the same patterns over and over. So when I'm thinking about the fact that, you know, this situation sucks, there's nothing good for me here, whether I know it or not, the, my emotions are telling me about my level of thinking. Not what I'm thinking necessarily, but my level of thinking. And as my level of thinking increases and expands, right, the more I think, essentially, the less ability I, I have to connect with that universal mind. Now, the universal mind is always speaking. My mentor, Michael Neal, from this book, he talks about there being a band, right? Think about the marching band back in high school. There's all the percussion, there's the flutes, there's the horns. And you have to imagine the piccolo. You know, the little high pitch. I can't even play it. Don't, don't get me to pretending. But the piccolo. The piccolo, when in the band, is hard to distinguish. But when we separate everything out, it has a very unique sound, a very unique pitch and tone to it. And it's like hearing that piccolo in a band. It's almost like we have to be listening for the piccolo to distinguish the piccolo from the rest of the band. And the same is true when it comes to universal mind. And you might be asking me, Danny, how, how would I distinguish my own personal thoughts from this universal mind if I did want to believe you? And this is how. You, a, you don't have to believe me. This is actually how it works. Right? Like we get caught up 
in our own thinking, which is our greatest ability, is to think, right? That is our B game. I talk about this often, A game versus B game. Our B game is our ability to process information, like learn more information, right? Like reading books, uh, asking your friend for information, um, you know, watching a movie on something, watching a YouTube, like gaining more tips, tricks, and ideas, hacks. That's our B game. And it's, it's really cool that we have the power and the ability to increase and increase and increase our ability to have that B game. And that's beautiful. That is beautiful. And the reason why is because when we have that B game and we recognize that our A game is knowing that we're love, knowing that we are the same energy, literally and figuratively, as the sun. When we remember that, when we, when, we, when we remember that, we get this certain ability to let go and let God deal with it, as the song says. And then that letting go and letting God deal with it, we remember that that is because we are connected to that source. We are connected to that energy. So the, the one truth is we all want to come alive to life. I want to come alive to life. You're likely listening to this podcast because you, you see that there is an opportunity to turn the dial up on our experience of life to further flavor it with deeper, richer colors, more vibrant sensations that is that is on offer we can turn that volume up and what is important to understand or ask yourself in that process is do you know where your experience is coming from let's touch on that and then the second is do you know that you are true do you know that you are truly God? Do you know that you are truly connected and one with this experience of life? It's not the experience of life in you, but it's one, it's both. So like the experience, do you know where your experience is coming from? Look, y'all know me, man. Like, uh, this podcast number four right here y'all know that for the longest time like what i tried to do was bulldoze my way to more clarity more understanding more love more more of life i tried bulldozing my way there i tried picking up myself by my bootstraps and lifting myself up you know, that's impossible to do, right? Like, literally, it's impossible to pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Like, go put on a pair of boots, put your fingers in the little finger holes, laying on the floor now, and figure out how you're going to pull, your, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. I want you to figure that out. 
And when you do it, I want you to email me a video of it so that I can be like, yo, I was wrong. Uh, here's somebody literally pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, but I have not seen it. I have tried it. Literally, I have tried it. It didn't work. And I got good core strength, so it should have worked. But here's the thing. So I tried that for the longest time. Led to the Bell's palsy. Led to half of my face not working. Led to me stressing myself out to a point where I didn't know was possible. That, that really happened. But that experience, although negative and stressful, and it was a bunch, it led me to this relaxation, this, this, what I thought at the time was a waste of time. <laughs> How often do we think that our clearest state of being is a waste of time? Like that's, that's sidebar. That might be the next episode right there. But in, in that, in that process of healing from half my face not working, I had the space open up to ask the question of, is this the way it actually works? Or is there another way? And there's another way. <laughs> there's another way. That's why I talk about being yourself. Do you know who you are? Like being yourself, do you know what that means. And a lot of times we get confused with what that means because there's so many different selves. Like when we start talking about self, do we mean my mind? Do we mean my body, my thoughts, my emotions, my behaviors, my spirit that animates the, all those things together? Is that what we're talking about when we're talking about the self? Or are we talking about something else? Because when we start looking at the core, when we start looking at the core of what it means to be human and who we are and where that experience come from, it's a bit like an onion and peeling the layers. Have you ever peeled the layers of an onion? Well, when you start peeling away the layers of the onion, you will get to the last little inner layers of the onion and you will be able to peel those layers away as well. And when you peel those layers away, there is nothing. There is a void. And in that void, I thought for the longest time was nothing. There is nothing inside of this void and I must create and build my world from it. But Here's what good coaching does, right? I had, a, I had a coach tell me, actually, when you look up the word void, it's a void, not because there's nothing there, but because everything is there. Everything is there. Not only good things are inside this void, but the possibility for negative things as well. So this excessive need to be for everything to be right and positive and in line just is not in agreement with the way things actually are. The way things actually are, it's a void. Like, this is me. I went inside of myself, not the onion, but I, I did that too. But I went inside of myself and I looked and I was like, where is me? And I couldn't find me. All there was was this space, this expansive space, this void. 
And I thought I was broken. I just thought I was broken. I really did. I thought I was, I thought I was messed up. And I started reaching out to people, right? And one person starts talking to me and telling me that there's everything inside the void. I look up void and like, oh, that's true. And then I started looking up void and all of the Eastern philosophies talk about everything comes out of this void. And then I was talking to the big homie, the mentors, boss, right? I'm talking to the boss. And she's telling me, like, yeah, man, these fancy words are nice, right? Like love, like universal love. That sounds good. She's like, uh, exp expansive mind. And all. she's like, oh, that stuff sounds real good. She's like, I don't understand none of it, though. I was like, I agree with you, but I didn't think we were supposed to say that kind of stuff. And she's like, nah, like, I, I don't mind saying it to you at all. And I was like, what you mean? She was like, I, th I see it as content. She's like, all that other stuff doesn't make sense to me. But when I am content, I am even. The amount of clarity that comes through me is, is unrecognizable. It's unstoppable. It is a force that, that I... I can't, I can't wrap my head around, nor do I try to. Now, not only did my coach tell me this, now I'm looking at it, not only is my mentor writing books about this, now I'm looking at the mastermind behind the plan, and she's telling me what I already know on a different level. Right. And what she's telling me is, yeah, we could talk about love. We could talk about God. We could talk about the universe. But in her experience, something I really took a look at in her experience, she felt content. And in that contentment, that's where she heard the universal mind. Now, why do I bring this up? It's because it's because in the search for coming alive to my own experience, these are the questions that I truly wrestled with. Did I know where my experience of life was coming from? My thinking. Did I know that? No, I thought it came from out there, outside of me. But one day I realized that every bit of it came from my thinking. And then the next question was, did I know I was God? And no, I did not know that I was God. I had forsaken God in a way, right? Because I had a narrow, banded focus on what God meant. To me, God was the God that I was raised with, the God that condemned people for playing music inside of the church. God was the person who would send me straight to the pits of hell and, and da, da 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 simply for thinking the wrong thing. 
But what I know as an adult is each and every one of us think thoughts that we are not in control of. I ain't in control of my thoughts, man. Are you controlling your breathing? Yes, I can take control of my breathing momentarily. But there's a few times where I start taking control of my breathing. Next thing you know, I'm about to pass out because I ain't breathing well. Because I'm trying to make it happen. <sighs> you know, I don't know if you experienced that. Try it. Don't try it. I don't want you going to the hospital or anything like that. Unless you're a doctor. You can do whatever you want. That's if you're a doctor. Notice, though, that whenever we talk about all of these things in this experience of life, it comes down to just a few keys, man. And this is where my mind is. It, 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 it really is on laying the groundwork or the foundation. Because what I want is to create a space for you where you can come and grow as an individual in a tribe that is looking to move forward in the process and progress of this thing we call life in service of. Like I know for three episodes, I've talked about how life looked one way and now it looks the other. And I just wanted to take one episode where I just took a moment and I laid down some groundwork. This is what I'm looking at. This is base camp, right? In the book that I'm reading, he's talking about base camp on mountains and people who mountaineer, they know that they have to spend just as much time at their base camp as they do exploring the mountain. So the base camp has to be in order. And the reason why the base camp has to be in order is because they don't need things to be off and afoul when they get back home base. They need to be able to, to rely on what is there. Same is true for us as human beings. We have to rely on our base camp, the foundation. And I'm not asking you in any way to take what I'm saying as truth and run with it. I'm asking you to explore these things for yourself. Is the thing that you truly want is to come alive to the experience of life? Is that truly what you want? Is the reason why you want to make more money so that you can experience more of life? Is the reason why you want to find a partner because you want to experience more of life? If, that, if that's why you're coming here, if that's why you're here, which I hope that it is. I, I hope that that's why you're here. The two questions that I was set with and that I'm leaving with you is, do you know where your experience of life is coming from? From our thinking, not from our external reality. Everything is happening inside out. Do you know that? And then do you know your God? Like, do you know that? Now, if you know that you're God and you know, where you know where your experience of life is coming from, what can hold you back? Thanks for following me on this journey through this thing called life where we get an opportunity to grow stronger together. <laughs>